0: Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. This week, we're joined by lead pastor Dave Ferguson as we continue the series, The Holy Spirit. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays, streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Hello, community. It is a great time to be a part of this church. We're seeing God work in remarkable ways in all four of our expressions of our church. In our locations across Chicagoland, both city and suburbs, uh, through our community freedom sites and prison facilities, in our micro-expressions called 3C Communities, now around the world, and our growing community online family. All are seeing people find their way back to God. And I'll tell you, it is really good to be with you. I'll tell you, to get us started, I wanna ask you this. Have you ever received a gift you open it up, you know you're supposed to be excited and grateful, but your first reaction is, what is this? And what am I supposed to do with this? I have. (laughs) You too? I'll tell you what, go ahead and type in the chat the weirdest, the oddest gift that you've ever been given. Just the weirdest, oddest gift you've ever been given. Just go ahead and share that in the chat. Now, I had a hunch this was a familiar experience. So I decided to crowdsource it on social media to see what weird gifts people have been given that provoked this kind of like, what is this? And what am I supposed to do with this reaction? Now, here are a few that people shared. For example, Tony, he told me he received a Christmas sweater built for two. And I'm sure he thought, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? And if, like me, you're having trouble picturing it, Dawn commented by adding this picture of her and a friend in one. Take a look. A teacher named Erin, she told me she gets these kinds of gifts from her well-intentioned second graders every year. Gifts like petroleum jelly, a used coffee mug, a gift card for a baby registry. Even though her kids are in college, it kind of makes you go, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? John told me, not my brother, another John, he told me he received two live chickens. True story. And Peter told me he was once given a monkey as a gift. Now, these are all very odd gifts, and they make you kind of go like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? But I've also received gifts that I thought were very odd, only to discover the real problem was I just didn't understand what that gift could do. In fact, last year, after being on a podcast with a person uh, who interviewed me, they sent me a thank you gift in the mail. I opened it up, and it was uh, this right here. A small, simple, black coffee cup. Just a small, black coffee cup. No logo, no nothing. Just kind of boring. And I already had dozens of mugs and they all look better than this one. So I kind of found myself going like, okay, I mean, I guess it's a gift, but what do I do with this? And what is it? So I just kind of set it aside. About a month later, I began to look closer at the mug and the box that came in and and it was called an ember. I didn't know what that was. So I asked my friend Google. I was shocked to find out that my Ember mug retailed for $130, 130 bucks. And furthermore, I discovered that this mug could do some really cool things. This mug could be connected to an app on your phone via Bluetooth so you can keep your coffee to the exact temperature you want for hours. This is, It's so cool. It's like your coffee. You like your coffee at 130 degrees, which I do it'll make sure your coffee is always 130 degrees. So it never gets too cold, never gets too hot. It's never lukewarm. It's always just right. And so now I'm looking at my Ember mug and I'm thinking, this mug is awesome. And guess which mug sits on my desk now? My Ember mug, that boring black coffee mug, keeping my coffee at a perfect 130 degrees. Now I tell you this, because I think this is a perfect example of something I thought was kind of meaningless and didn't have much value but it's very valuable. And I say all that because we're going to talk today about spiritual gifts. And because many of us, when it comes to spiritual gifts, your initial reaction might be like, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? Let's back up a little bit. We're in week number three of our series on the Holy Spirit. And I'm convinced this is a much needed series. And here's why. I would describe the Holy Spirit as kind of the forgotten God. Like we all know God the Father, the one who created the world and loves us. We also know quite a bit about Jesus, the Son. He's the God who came to earth as a person to not only show us how to live, but loved us so much that he died and then came back to life for us. Then there's the third part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. We don't know as much about the Spirit. A lot of it's a mystery. It kind of gets forgotten about. And consequently, we're not sure how to relate to the Spirit. We're not sure who the Spirit is or what the Spirit does. And we got to remember this. This is so, so important. When we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about God. So what we've done is we set aside a whole series to get to know the Holy Spirit and explore how the Spirit wants to be active in our lives. And today, today's big idea is about how the Holy Spirit gives each of us a spiritual gift. And my experience is that when people first hear that, they often react with a kind of a spiritual gift. What, what What is that and what am I supposed to do with it? Well, a great place for us to start is with that first question about spiritual gifts. And simply ask, what is it? What is a spiritual gift? So for the remainder of our time, to answer that question, I want to build a definition together to give you some real understanding and insight. And let's start the definition with this. A spiritual gift is a spirit-prompted ability. A spirit-prompted ability. One of the first things I do when I receive a gift is I look for who's it from? And Sue and I taught our kids, when you're opening a gift, whether it's birthday or Christmas, before you tear into it, always look at the tag to see who the gift is from. Why? Because once you know who gave you the gift, you can say thank you, but you also have a greater appreciation for the gift. So the first thing we need to know is who are these spiritual gifts from? The Apostle Paul does a great job in in 1 Corinthians 12 explaining to the church in Corinth about this. He says this, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. One of the primary roles the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit plays is giving spiritual gifts both to you and to me. So if these spiritual gifts came in a kind of a gift bag with a tag on them, it would say, from the Holy Spirit. So the first part of the definition is this, a spirit-prompted ability. Let's move to the second part. Continuing, given to every follower of Jesus. Continuing in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul lists some of these spiritual gifts. And these gifts includes things like uh, wisdom or knowledge, faith. He talks about healing, then a whole bunch more. But the part of the verse I want you to take note of is the first four words. I'm gonna highlight those. It says this, now to each one. Let me repeat those four words, now to each one. What it's teaching us, is that if you're a follower of Jesus, that you, you have a spiritual gift. It's kind of like Oprah used to do, remember? You have a spiritual gift, and you get a spiritual gift, and you get a spiritual gift. We all get spiritual gifts. That's what happens. Everyone's a follower of Jesus gets a spiritual gift. Now, the list we find here in 1 Corinthians 12 is not a complete list. There are other lists in other places in the Bible. So what I want to do is, at a glance, here are all the spiritual gifts mentioned in the Bible. Go ahead and just take a look at that. Just kind of look over those right now. Now, we don't have time to go through all of these, but I'll tell you what, I just wanna highlight a few. For example, uh, the gift of administration. That is a special ability to understand what makes an organization function and the ability to plan and execute procedures to accomplish a goal. Now, when I think of this gift of administration, one of the persons that comes to mind for me is my assistant, Pat Massick. I mean, Pat has worked alongside me for 20 years. And I'll tell you the truth here. She has kept me, (laughs) community, Our church planning organization called New Thing Organized and Accomplishing Goals. How? Through her gift of administration. And I'm I'm genuinely grateful for how she uses her gift of administration to help all of us. Um, The gift of teaching. That's another one on the list. It's the special ability to understand and clearly explain and apply the Word of God so you help others grow and develop as Christ followers. So I think of the gift of teaching. um, I think of like... Ted Canaris, or Carrie here or, or Tammy Melchi, the people that you love to listen to here on Community Online. And they've changed your life. Helped you become a better follower of Jesus. How? By using their spiritual gift of teaching. Or there's the gift of leadership, which is a special ability to kind of cast vision, motivate, and direct people to harmoniously accomplish the purposes of God. One of the people that comes to mind for me is Patrick O'Connell. Patrick, someone who found his way back to God here at Community years ago and is now our global director for New Thing. And last year under his leadership, New Thing, our church planning ministry, it works in over 40 countries around the world in more than 400 networks and helped plant more than 5,000 brand new churches. And because he decided to use his gift of leadership, he's helping thousands and thousands of people find their way back to God. So hear me on this, okay? So, so important right at the outset. If you are a follower of Jesus, you, this is good news, this is exciting, have been given a spiritual gift. You have. And if you don't know what your spiritual gift is or how to use it, here's the thing. We want to help you. And we have a couple of fun and interesting ways for you to discover your gift. Because over the next couple of weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to challenge you. We want every one of you, every one of you listening to my voice that I'm talking to right now, to discover their gifts and join a team where you'll use it. Now, one fun way for you to discover your gift is through our spiritual gift assessment tool. So if you don't know your gift, you're going like, okay, I'm kind of curious about this. Here's what I want you to do right now. Take out your phone and just text the word GIFTS. It's plural, G-I-F-T-S, GIFTS, to 331-226-1686. What we'll do is we'll send you our spiritual gift assessment tool. It's simple. You're going to love it. You're going to discover what's unique, the new gifts God's given you. And once you figure out your spiritual gift, someone from our team will follow up and help you find a place to serve that fits you. So right now, just do that. Text the word gifts, 331 226 1686 I'm telling you, there's a whole bunch of you who are going, like, okay, this is interesting, but I don't know my gift. You should do that right now. Text it right now. Okay? Now here's another option. Another option. You could participate in our Explore Community course. Explore Community is a three-week online experience, where you'll have the opportunity to take a a, a spiritual gift assessment, learn more about spiritual gifts, and then explore next steps for how to use them. And the next Explore Community is coming up March 7th, 14th, and 21st. It's a great next step. So what you should do if you're, oh, I'd like to take that course, go to communitychristian.info. It'll be online. Communitychristian.info, this course will be, and learn more about Explore Community. Okay, let's keep going. So back to the question that we started with. What is it, the spiritual gift? So far, our definition reads like this. A spiritual gift is a spirit-prompted ability given to every follower of Jesus. Now, if you remember, we had a second question, and that is, okay, what am I supposed to do with it? Well, let's answer that question by adding to our definition. A spiritual gift is a spirit-prompted ability given to every follower of Jesus meant to be used. Meant to be used. What are you supposed to do with that gift that you've been given? Use it. Later in Paul's explanation of spiritual gifts, to the church in Corinth, right there in chapter 12, he compares the church and God's kingdom to a physical body. And he points out that each part of the body is necessary for the whole body to function as it should. Here's what he writes in verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you, he's talking to you and me, are a part of it. So do me a favor. Think think of your own body. Right? I know this is true for you, it's true for me. Every day, you want every part of your body to work. Every part, right? And you don't, you don't kind of decide, you know what, I'm gonna give my lungs the day off. I mean, that would be disastrous. And it never occurs to you, occurs you to go, like, you know what, uh, Today, I'm just going to leave my left arm at home while I run errands. You just stay here, and the rest of us are going to take off. Or, you know what? I could just do without my eyes today. No, no, you put every part of your body to work every day, and that's the way you want it to operate. So, when Paul says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it, you know what that means? It means the body needs you. You're important. I can't stress this enough. Irreplaceable, an irreplaceable part of the body of Christ and the work that God wants to do in the world. And you've been given a gift, and this spiritual gift is meant to be used. Listen to how Bible scholar Eugene Peterson describes this metaphor: of the church being like a physical body in the message translation of the Bible. It reads, "The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part depending on every other part. The parts we mention." and the parts we don't, the parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every part enters into the exuberance. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. The gifts you've been given are meant to be used. Showing up to church without identifying and using your spiritual gift is like setting your ember mug on a desk and never using it to make sure your coffee is a perfect 130 degrees. It's like wasting something valuable that you've been given. What we want is we want to be a church where everyone is encouraged to use their gifts. And why? Well, that gets to the last part of our definition. Our gifts are meant to be used Here it is, for the benefit of all, of all. Again, this is important. A spiritual gift isn't a spiritual gift unless it's used for the common good. And these gifts are not meant to be a thing that brings individual glory or recognition. Or to put it another way, these gifts are not about me and they're not about you. We use them for the common good. New Testament scholar, Scott McKnight, he writes this. He says, the healthiest, most vibrant churches are those in which each person's gift is exercised for the good of the others. And each person is encouraged to use his or her gifts. I love that vision of the church. In the body of Christ, the kingdom community of the church, we come to see that we have real value. We see that we are necessary to the community and that every person around us is necessary to the community. And we also understand that we exist for the community and that community exists for the world. Can you see that? What what I'm stressing here is you are essential to the body, to this church, and so is every other person. And it's not for our own self-aggrandizement, but in order to accomplish the mission of Jesus and God's dream in this world. So what does it look like when we put this whole definition all together? Here it is. Here's your takeaway. A spiritual gift is a spirit-prompted ability given to every follower of Jesus meant to be used for the benefit of all. I want you to think about and bring to mind some of the things that you dislike about the world around you. And I know it's kind of a depressing thought, but work with me just for a moment. Maybe you think about a child that goes unloved. Or you think about a person who is alone and discouraged and ready to give up. Or maybe you think about a couple who are ready to fracture their family and just call it quits. Or or you bring to mind right now a a friend, a neighbor, a family member who's far from God. You got that in your mind? Whatever those things are. Whatever you dislike about the world around you? We are gifted by God's spirit to make all those wrongs right. See, if every person would use their God-given spiritual gift, it would benefit all, all. Every child would be loved. No one would live outside of genuine community. Families would have a place to find hope and healing and all people would find their way back to God. I want to offer you an image of what our world could be like if every one of us came together, young and old, and male and female, every color and hue, each one of us, all of us coming together to use our gifts for the benefit of all. I love that image. A community, a church where everyone, big and small, young and old, male and female, every color, every hue, all bring their gifts different instruments, hundreds of voices, all joining together. And when we all come together like that, we form a great chorus of joy and inspiration. See, that's a picture of the church. That is a picture of Jesus' kingdom community. What would it be like if we actually lived out this truth? What if we lived out this truth where each one of us has an essential role to play in the kingdom community? And none of us are passive observers, but all of us are active participants, and we're valued for our contributions. I see a future in which our kingdom community becomes a force of love and justice in our neighborhoods, our city, and our world, and we all use our gifts. I see a future in which no one in our community goes without because we all share our gifts, and that results in radical generosity. What might happen if every one of us joined in, allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us as we use our gifts for the benefit of all, I believe our will would become everything that God dreamed it always could be. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. If you'd like to take a next step, head to communitychristian.info. If you'd like prayer, please text the word PRAYER to 331 226 1686 and a member of our prayer team will reach out to you. To give financially to community, head to givenow.cc. Thanks for listening to the Community Online Podcast.